Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. Milana here, and with me, as per usual, is our very own Connor Graham. Can I give himself some applause? What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Never really left. You actually pressed the green one. What is the green one? This is why we need our headphones. Yeah, <laughs> we were just having a discussion. We, we've stopped wearing our headphones, and now we hit the board blindly. <laughs> But he did it with full confidence that the yellow button was the applause button. Yeah, because sometimes I come in here by myself when I'm having bad days and just say stuff and let people cheer for me. <laughs> no, and that's kidding. where we need the he's kidding button. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what is new with you since our last What's podcast? New? Um, hmm. What is new? <laughs> I don't know. Not a lot. Uh, not a lot. Um. Eating Smart Sweets right yeah. now. Smart Sweets. Big fan of Smart Sweets. Sponsor the podcast. There we go. Another sponsor option for yeah. us. Uh, some people hate these. Um, They're so chewy. I know. That's what I love about them. They're, I don't like things that take forever to like chew. Oh, dude. They're like, it's like As chewing. He puts one in his mouth. It's like chewing leather, but in like the best way. <laughs> sure. I'll say just the gummy worms. The peach rings are my ultimate favorite. They're a little more tacky, um, but if you're craving sweets, it's probably still a better option. Well, yeah, but I ate three chocolate chip cookies last night by myself, so <laughs> wouldn't say. Did I'm, you get Girl Scout cookies? No, That's I made it myself. Should, oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, you're not a Girl Scout cookies kind of guy. Here's the thing: I like to pretend like I'm a healthy person. <laughs> I like to think that I'm healthy, so I won't like outright buy stuff like that. But yeah. I've always got all the ingredients to like make, to make it. it. And so when I have weak moments, although it is a good detractor because I'm like, okay, I've got to like mix this, rest it, right. bake like, it. How worth it? How worth it? it? But yesterday it was worth it. So see, my niece texts because you can buy Girl Scout cookies from you can order them now to your doorstep. And my niece in Minnesota sent us this adorable video from her troop of them selling Girl Scout cookies. And so I was like, well, we have to buy like 10 boxes because she's cute. We did not end up buying 10. We ended up getting like four, but they need to be out of my house because I can't can't have them around. It's dangerous. Yeah. Hey, also a quick plug uh, for those of you that don't listen all the way to the end. Shame on you. We've given away three (laughs) cars. Already in the history of uh, the Young Adult Podcast. <laughs> That's a lie. Um, but hey, Red Rocks uh, Easter services yeah. are coming right around the corner. Uh, April 9th, we have Easter. And I believe, do we have our service times and stuff we already? Do. Um, so that Saturday, the 8th, we will have a 4 and a 6. And then Easter Sunday, we will have an 8, a 10, and a 12. Yeah, Um, so if you're in the Denver area, that's at every one of our campuses, Arvada, Park Meadows, Lakewood, Littleton. Be sure to invite a ton of people. And I think, don't hold me to it, 
But I think young adults in particularly will be hanging out Saturday night at the Lakewood campus. And so if you want to come hang with young adults and celebrate Easter with Red Rocks Church, come to the Lakewood campus on Saturday night at both services, and we will see you there. Yeah, come hang out. Celebrate Easter with us. Um, That's what we've got kind of on the docket coming up at Red Rocks, but... Recently, we just finished our February relationship series. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if we finished our relationship series on the weekend this week. Yes, this was the last okay, week. Okay, this yep. was the last week. Um, but yeah, we've just been all things relationships pretty much um, here at Red Rocks. And so we thought it would be cool to um, kind of recap maybe some highlights or just good points that we feel like deserve to be discussed a little more. Um, in, in our podcast today, and then maybe discuss some relationship stuff further down the road. So we're calling this episode The Relationship Recap. Ew. Basically, what are the highlights and some things that we want to talk about in greater detail from our relationship series? So, yeah. Milana, what was one of the things that stuck out to you? I actually really liked your message that kicked it off. Hey. Your seven years of singleness. My seven points, one for each year. <laughs> Um, I thought that was great. I think uh, as a young adult that used to just attend YA as like a young 22-year-old, hearing that message would have been so great to just like what I what you wish you would have known before you got married. Um, now that I am married, I'm like, yes, these are things that I think are like so, so beneficial um, to sort of like grasp and understand before entering into like a marriage relationship, which is ultimately super important relationship, but also the most difficult relationship You'll to ever maintain. Have. <laughs> um, what were some of so you had seven points seven for points. every year that you were lonely and single. Yeah, and kidding. cried myself to sleep at night. <laughs> what was of those seven points, what are like your top three that you would say that you had? Um I don't know if I had top three out of my own points, but <laughs> That's yeah, it's kind of weird like patting myself <laughs> on the back. But if you're like if you had to narrow it down to 3 um I, well, I'll would... talk about the one that I think is most important. There you go. Is I think that this idea of the one dun, dun, um dun. that everybody has a person out there for them that God has hand selected um and you got to go and find them. I just think, and I've got friends who love Jesus, who are amazing, probably better Jesus followers than I am. So maybe trust them. I don't know. But (laughs) they would totally disagree with me on this. But I don't think that this concept of the one is real or biblical whatsoever. Agreed. Um, It's so stressful. It's so, so stressful um, to think about having to find one person in this entire world um, who is like custom built and custom made just for you. Yeah. If you run that logic down whatsoever, like just think about this. What if somebody marries another person who isn't their one? Like, does God make you the one after you marry them? That's what I think. But if you think there is the one, then let's say there's people who don't love Jesus, who don't have the guiding of the Holy Spirit, who get married, yeah. um, and then they become Christians, and they're not supposed to be together. That literally mm-hmm. throws off the entire planet. Um, right. Not to be weird, but what if you're 21 and your one is 76? 
and they're just like <laughs> dramatically older than you. Like, what if they live in in Hong Kong and you live here in Denver? Like, there's so right. many different variables that I think that if you're just going to be honest with that mindset, you have to play out. Like, right. you can't play out. It's ironic to me, and I said this in my message, but it's it's true. It's ironic to me that most people's ones normally are within their friend circles or like yeah, at least their, their social circle. Yeah, their proximity. Yeah. It's also super ironic that most people's ones are people that they're physically attracted to. Yeah. Because <laughs> if, you, if you're being honest, you run the logic, there is a chance that the one that God's made for you is ugly. And yeah, not what you pictured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not, they're not what you would define as good looking. And so we just have to be fair with that. And I think that so many people, and, and maybe not so much if you don't, if you didn't grow up in church. Yeah. Um, Maybe you didn't hear that. Although I think, you know, like it is also like a romanticized thought, like within Hollywood, but right. not so much so Destiny. as in like church, like yeah. God has the one. It's like, oh crap, you know, yeah. like that's intense. Um, I just don't think that's true. I don't think that's biblical. Um, yeah. and, and I talked about this in my message too, but there's three times that I researched and could find where God directed somebody to marry someone. Yeah. Three times in that entire Bible, mm -hmm. God giving Isaac a sign to marry Rebecca when the camel got water for him, mm -hmm. um, God telling Hosea to marry a prostitute mm -hmm. to demonstrate his unfailing love for his people. That was like a prophetic metaphor. It was real, but it was also a metaphor. So like... Um, it was like a prophetic thing that, that happened. And then God telling Joseph to stay married and engaged to Mary um, because she got pregnant by the Holy Spirit and he wanted to divorce her. Like yeah. of the entire Bible. Very specific situation. Yeah, two out of those three, Hosea and Joseph, are for very specific, like God divine, God like ordained reasons. Yeah. Um, and Isaac found Rebecca, I think, just because uh, Abraham prayed uh -huh. and was like, God, give my son a sign or, or give his yeah. servant a sign. And, and he did. And so, um, but outside of that, like, everybody picks their own spouse. Right. And so I don't know where we get this idea. Like, that God has this one. Yeah. Because it, it's not, it, it's. it's not biblical. <laughs> like, I mean, I like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to like be gentle around it because. I'm not trying to make anybody feel stupid or like or like make fun of that thought because I know it is like a pretty pre like prevalent thought, but there really is no biblical basis. Right. The narrative of not just relationships in scripture, but most things in scripture, are that you are a child of God, you're a partner with God, mm -hmm. you have the Holy Spirit, He empowers you to make wise decisions that fall in line with His Word concerning all things: your job, your career, your sexuality, like all things, mm -hmm. and as a free, autonomous human being yeah. who loves God and is empowered by the Holy Spirit, you are able to choose somebody um, to love for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's even a, a, a better picture of the gospel. Like, right. Jesus didn't, like, God, like, God chose to love us mm -hmm. by sending Jesus. Um, God's not bound to anybody but himself. Yeah. Um, and he bound himself to us by choice, by sending Jesus. And so I think this idea of loving someone, finding somebody, committing to them, um, and constantly choosing them and not yeah. having this like picture-perfect person that God said you had to marry so everything uh -huh. had to work out, um, 
that that's a greater picture of love to yeah. me. Without choice, there's no love. Right. There's slavery. Like yeah. there's no choice. And we're not slaves. The Bible says that we're not slaves. God actually calls us friends. So mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully you're hearing that too and that doesn't like stress you out of like, oh no, I don't have like one person up out there. Like hopefully that frees you're you all up. alone. No, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I'm totally He's kidding. kidding. Yeah. But like let that free you up of like yes. you're not gonna mess up God's plan for you. Like God's will for your life is Matthew 28. Like, go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Like, it's not go forth and find this one person of your spouse and yeah. then you'll fulfill my destiny for you. Yeah. Like, the the Bible is, or the Bible is really clear. Like, God, God's plan for your life is not like this tightrope. Yeah. You know, like Psalm says that he sets a wide path beneath your feet and you're not going to mess it up if you don't find this like one person that you're destined to spend the rest of your life with. And otherwise God's favor just like leaves you. That's to me, like when you, when it's put in those terms and like what you just said, it like, it seems silly, you know, to think that that is like the culmination of everything God is trying to do in your life. Like there's yeah, to find so a much more. Yeah. yeah. And if you find a person that you love and you feel like you could spend the rest of your life with and can come along that side, that mission with you of like building God's kingdom, then great. Yeah. I do think you can derail your future and your passions by who you choose to marry. Absolutely. Like if you feel really called to be a pastor, let's say, or you feel really called to travel like the world, you want to take a job that requires you to travel and not have a lot of roots, like not plant roots Mm -hmm. necessarily, and you marry somebody who wants to plant roots and has very little desire to travel. I mean, that can derail like your passions. Now you yeah. can decide, am I willing to submit my passions to serve and love this person? Or do I want to find somebody who aligns not only with my faith, but my passions? Yeah. Um, so there is, it, it's it's a lot more complicated. Right. You know? And that's the free will. Yeah, that's right that's, <laughs> that's the free will aspect of it. Is that like, I think there is still, just because there's not somebody out there and you have the freedom to choose, doesn't mean you should just choose anybody. If right. anything, this is where you need wisdom from God's word and from yeah. the spirit and to know yourself and have close relationships because who you marry is a insanely, um, either like an insane advantage to your mm-hmm. life or unfortunately can be um, a hindrance to things that you feel passionate and called to do. So I think that's where like wisdom, that's where um, having wise friends, that's where reading God's word, listening to the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. that all comes in line when deciding who you want to live your life with. Now, sorry, I feel like there's like so many caveats. (laughs) You're not going to like align on everything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not. So so now the hunt isn't how do I find if there is not the one out there for me, how do I find somebody that likes every single little thing I like? You'll never find that either. Right. You've got to like have the same faith and align on like the greater issues. And I would say the greater like vision and mission for your life. Mm-hmm. And then all the other things are sort of like minors that you yeah. can like figure out. Yeah. Aaron and I don't agree on a lot of things (laughs) for real. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But we have a very healthy marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So first thought is there is no such thing as the one. I wish we had like a bomb going off like button. So we just blow that concept up. Um, (laughs) A second one that I actually had a lot of people come up to me and talk to me about after after the service, Mm -hmm. which was kind of surprised because I think I kind of threw this in there, not as an afterthought, but 
looking back, I would talk about this a little bit more is that relationships aren't healers, they're exposers. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that so many people go into relationships looking to heal something inside of themselves. And all that relationships do Mm -hmm. are expose what's already in us, both the good and the bad. Yeah. They don't heal. Um, now when you get married and you you have a partner, they can, your, your spouse can be a part of your healing process, mm-hmm. but a relationship is not itself, yeah. an avenue to, to bring healing to your life. Mm-hmm. If anything, if you are, if you are hurting and broken or lonely and, and you're looking to fill those voids with a relationship, you're probably just going to do more damage to yourself yeah. than bring the healing that you think you're after by like looking for that in a relationship. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Relationships are exposers. And even more so, I'd say like, I learned this in marriage of like, not only did it not like fix all of our problems or my problems or anything, like it magnified them. Yes. Like it, it everything that you are dealing with, maybe undealt with like hurt or whatever it is, like go taking that into a marriage, it's just gonna get multiplied and magnified because there's nowhere to like hide it almost. Yeah. Like it, it's an exposure, like you said, these relationships. And um, man, that's so true. And yeah, it's, if you're you selfish, learn it the hard way. If you're selfish, you're just gonna be more selfish. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. And if you don't think you're selfish, then you're gonna realize yeah, you're how selfish. selfish you might yeah. actually be. Yeah, like this. This might sound so dumb, but but one of the like just a very small thing that exposed in me is I I love slow mornings where I can like wake mm-hmm. up, drink coffee, read. And my wife loves to wake up, her feet hit the floor and she wants to like do stuff like, and not, and not fun stuff. Like she wants to like clean and like do stuff like that. Minute challenges. Yeah. And like, (laughs) and I remember in the beginning of our marriage, we would always fight because she thought I was being lazy and didn't care about like cleaning our house. And I thought she was (laughs) super stressful because I'm like, (laughs) dude, it's Saturday morning. Can't we just have like an hour to not do anything and to like read and to like whatever. Um, and so little things like that, like how married I was to my own routine, like, um, you know, and, and that was something that like we discovered. So the relationships don't heal broken parts of you. They expose broken parts of you. So what do you do? You, you need to, in as much as you can while you're single, look to be a healed and whole person. Mm -hmm. You'll always be broken in some areas, you know, like perfection isn't achievable this side of eternity. However, I do think um, if you're not working on yourself, you're not ready for a relationship. Absolutely. And if you enter a relationship, like looking to heal a part of yourself, um, just know that, that, that yeah, relationship. That's, that's probably whoever you're in a relationship with, it's probably going to end Bad. poorly because yeah. you're, you're in a relationship for you, like right. not that other person. That's so good. That's why I loved the second week, Emily Franklin's message, yeah. Emily Franklin, shout out. Yes. From our Austin, the worship leader from our Austin uh, location actually came out and spoke um, in the second week of our relationship series. If you haven't listened to it, um, definitely, definitely go back and listen because she talked about just that pretty much of how like um, scripture tells us to like love your neighbor as you love yourself. And like in order to do that, yeah, you need to love yourself. And she talked a lot about like her personal healing journey and how like we're gonna be really crappy 
<laughs> at being able to love someone well if we aren't like dealing with the broken and hurting and like sinful parts of ourselves yeah, and getting to like the root of that. And so I just thought that message was so good. Yeah. She talked a lot about, I mean, I don't want to share her like <laughs> right her like personal story, but she, she just shared so much about before you can love others well, um, you have to know how to love yourself and find healing. And I just, I just remember one, one thing she spoke about, which really like kind of spoke to me. And I think this is so hard for us, like as people to be honest with ourselves. is when she, she was like, Hey, like I, I wanted to be so serious about this that I like went to therapy yeah. like for it. Um, cause here, here's what that like said to me, unless you're intentional about healing, you won't heal. Um, and for, you know, for you, like that might not be like therapy, like, you know, for some of you that might be confessing sin for some Mm -hmm. of you that might be talking to a parent or a trusted person about maybe things that happened to you as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, her, her, her night was a very like deep, um, and healing night. Mm -hmm. But, but what her story like said to me was that like healing doesn't just happen. Healing like time does not heal all wounds. Time, if anything, can actually bury like wounds even yeah. deeper that mm-hmm. take like more time to like expose. Um, to heal, what her story told, taught me was, if I'm going to heal, I have to be intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's that's something really uh, tough for you know young adults or any human to really do is because you know you're walking into work. You know, right. you know, you're Tough walking work. into like mind, mind, emotional work that's going to be like draining and mentally taxing, but it's worth it because you come out better on the other side. Yeah, it's so good. And so much of her, like what she talked about was just like acknowledging it to begin with. Right. Yeah. And just like looking at it and having awareness of like, I can't run from this anymore, like because it will come back around. And yeah, without like sharing too much of her story, her story is incredible. And she was really just vulnerable and awesome. And I think it opened up a lot of people that heard that message just be like, okay, this is something that I've just kind of like left sort of dormant for a while. And it might be affecting me in ways that I'm actually not realizing. And just like we talked about, like, you'll come to find out like when you are in a relationship or you are in a marriage and you're dealing with like insecurity or shame or like frustration, anger, even like, and maybe not realizing like, oh, at the root of this is actually this like undealt with trauma or this undealt with hurt or something that I went through or this pain. Um, and so, yeah, and like Connor said, it might not be therapy for you, even though I think there is like this stigma around like counseling and therapy that it's only for like <laughs> really messed up people that like need help. But man, I've, Jake and I have both walked through counseling um, for things that we like didn't really need that realize we needed to deal with until we got in a relationship and started talking about marriage and all these things. And it blew up like in our faces pretty much. And when we thought we were going to get engaged and what we thought our relationship was going to look like ended up not looking like it because we sort of didn't deal with these things that we had sort of lying around and had sort of like built this nice little comfy barrier around and didn't want to touch it. And so I think there is like a stigma, but man, it it changed our lives. So 
if that's like finding a counselor for you or if that's just like getting in a small group and like maybe sharing for the first time whatsoever, like definitely, definitely start that healing journey because it's going to be so worth it in the long run. Yeah. And so I would highly recommend if you're somebody who you feel like um, has like relational hurt, relational pain, and and maybe you weren't able to be there, or maybe you just needed like a refresher. You can go on our YouTube page and find Emily's message. We have mm-hmm. it up there. Um, and it's just so good. And yeah, yes. like, like, like Milana said, I, I feel like one healing doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional with it. And two, like you could have like relational problems right now that are a manifestation of mm-hmm. undealt with hurt and pain that you wouldn't even have like recognized. Yeah. Like, you know, those people that just can't be in a healthy relationship mm-hmm. uh, and you know, that it's always somebody's doing something or fi- like it's, it's probably something deep within themselves that don't allow themselves to fully trust and fully like give give themselves to somebody else because of hesitancies and hurts and so anyway not not to belabor it but emily did such a great job and her message is online and so um if you want to learn about how to love yourself the way that god wants you to love others i would highly encourage you to go check that out and then definitely um the third week we had a guys and girls night yeah we did and we're not talking about it (laughs) yeah because we talked about some stuff yeah. And so if you're in the Denver area and you didn't go to guys night or girls night, that sucks because yeah, you night. missed out. But I will say this. Here's here's what we did and here's why we did it. We 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 kind of went in. We opened up questions to our congregation on Thursday night about things that they would be comfortable talking about, questions they had if they were just in a room of people of the same sex. And so what did we talk about? We talked about pornography. We talked about masturbation. We talked about sex before married, living together. We talked about um, healing from relational trauma. We talked about all things birds and the bees. We talked about (laughs) some fun stuff. We talked about some serious stuff. Yeah. And so maybe we will put something like that out on a podcast in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems kind of weird (laughs) talking about that on like a podcast. Maybe not. Maybe it's not. But we wanted it to be a special, safe, intimate space right. where women would feel comfortable discussing stuff with other women. Guys would feel comfortable discussing stuff with other guys. And so if you did not have the opportunity to go to guys night or ladies night or girls night, whatever you would call it, um, <laughs> why ladies night just sounds so weird ladies to me. Night. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> come get a free drink and have guys hit on you at ladies night. Um, so there were no guys there. So it's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so very, very special night there. Yeah, and then, sure. uh, the final week we wrapped it up, not only with our group launch, but Ayo. from my good buddy down in, excuse me, Groves, Texas. Texas. Rob Asherbrenner. We love Rob. Love Rob. Rob and Caitlin, part of the young adult family here in Denver. Um, but Rob talked about something that I think, especially for people in this age group, is probably mm-hmm. one of the most pivotal things you can focus on when it comes to relationships. And it's what is the foundation that you're building in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it's so good and I think what in a roundabout way what I loved cuz it was kind of like a marriage talk of like hey your foundation needs to be strong because when it comes time to like build a life with somebody you you need 
to make sure that the foundation is good. He talked about his experience of buying a house and they like got totally excited about like this one house and then they went through inspection and they were like, we, you can't buy this house. The foundation's rocky. And they were like devastated. And so just really cool illustration of how important it is to make sure that like your base, your foundation is good. But what I loved about it is I think actually so many people are like, how do I like get the most out of my single season? You know, quote yeah. unquote, like how can I make the most out of my time before I meet my spouse and all this stuff? And I feel like the answer is, is this is like build your foundation. Yeah. Like spend time making sure that when it comes time to build a life with someone, um, that that foundation is strong and is built on Christ and has like years worth seven years in your case of, of man, just like solid rock being built. Yeah. I think what's so tempting in this like season of life, if you're like a young single is that you think that there can be like throwaway moments. Um, yeah. And when you're single and you're like building up to have like a healthy, beautiful relationship with with a spouse one day, there are no throwaway moments like um, that relationship you want to get into because they're just attractive and it could be like a one night thing or nothing serious. And you guys, you know, maybe you're even on the same page and just friends with benefits or whatever, like that is impacting your future. Yeah. Like even if for you, it's like an understood like hey, this is nothing serious. We're not going to let ourselves get attached. Like you're building a foundation on Mm non-commitment. And so don't be surprised when you have commitment issues in a relationship that you actually desire because you've practiced not being faithful and committed to to people like as sort of like your your mode of operation in your single years. But it can also be like holistic. It doesn't have to revolve around sexuality. Like mm-hmm. one area that I find so interesting for some young adults, and I think they've almost taken it to an extreme in an opposite way, but is like finances. Yeah. Like oh my goodness. you're building a foundation for a relationship, not just through like your decisions on who you date and, and remaining um, sexually pure and, and trying to like wait until marriage, but like the dollars you spend, yeah. like, are you putting yourself in debt because your spouse is going to have to deal with that debt? Like when they get, when you get in a relationship, um, are you saving money for a future or are you like spending everything you have weirdly? And I don't know if you agree. I, I feel like this generation has almost taken like a swing in the opposite direction. And I talk to a lot of people who feel like, they have to have a certain level of success before, before they get married yeah. or find somebody like almost like not only do I not want to have any debt, but I need to have like 50,000 in the bank right. or I need to have a hundred K or I need to be at this level in my career. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on, on that? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that like statistics show that people are starting to get later or married later and later in life. Um, and that like average age of, of parents is going up average age of like marriage is going up and it wouldn't surprise me if that was like a huge factor within it. And while I think that is wise, <laughs> like I'm not going to say going into a marriage with 50 K in the bank is like Dumb. a bad idea, yeah, yeah. but um, this idea of thinking that you need to like arrive somewhere before entering into marriage like you definitely like we talked about you need to be a healthy and whole person but this idea that you need to like 
arrive by worldly standards in order to like enter into a marriage, I think is maybe not always true. Yeah. You know what? I actually think as we're like talking about this right now, part of me is like that might be a good podcast just to do in and of itself because at least for, at least for a lot of guys, I don't know if this is true for girls. Um, you know, maybe you can speak to it, but Mm -hmm. I, being a guy, I hang out and talk with a lot of guys. <laughs> and a lot of my single friends have this sentiment of um, not wanting to be in something too serious mm-hmm. until they're ready, but not just like emotionally, you know, ready, but like specifically financially ready. Yeah. Like I want to be at this place in my life before I invite somebody into that space. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be an interesting talk to maybe talk through maybe the pros and cons. Of, yeah, there's a lot we could dive into. Yeah, <laughs> of waiting until you're quote unquote ready, you know, with a, with a lean like? towards like career yeah. and success and finances. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll do that. Maybe that'll be something yeah, we talk about in a week a or two. Idea. Look at but that. I do love what you said, though, about how like the foundation and the specifics within it, because I think so many times in the Christian world or in church world, you hear that idea of like, building your foundation on Christ, right? We sing firm foundation and all these things. And we think of it as simply of like, okay, I just, I need to know Jesus more. I need to have a good relationship with him, which yes, like that is such a part of it of like building that. But so much more, it's like being obedient to what God says is right. Like your foundation is like, are you obedient with your finances? Like, are you stewarding in that in a way that is like honoring God? Are you being obedient with your current relationships or are you kind of like messing around? Like you said, and not being noncommittal. Like, are you being a good friend? Yeah. Right. Are you being obedient with your words at your workplace? Like, are you walking in integrity? Like so much of like those specifics. Yeah. Like how's, how's your character at work? Are you showing up late to everything? Right. Are you, uh, are you a good employee? I know it might sound weird, but like all of that matters because it's a character thing. And if there's yeah. one thing that can like affect a, a marriage and relationship, um, not only long term, but I think initially is like mm-hmm. character. I think I think got, girls go in more than guys thinking that they can like change and mold a guy like into what they want them to be once they marry them. Right. So and, true. And people change like and people yeah. people do change like together. But I also think that the foundation of character is so important because you have to go into it um, not hoping that they change, if that makes sense. Like they will grow, they will change. But like if you're marrying somebody hoping that they will completely change, that's a problem. Yeah. And so there needs to be that character there so that you, yeah, you you are giving yourself a foundation for a great relationship. So, 100%. That's good. Yeah. I don't that know. Kinda, yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, honestly, I'm like, well, we've got plenty of other open doors that we could walk through for future uh, podcasts. You know, we could talk about relationships. I feel like till we're blue in the face, um, because we know you guys love it, and there's there's lots to say. Here's you guys, you young adults, give us a lot of content. Yeah. In that area. Um, so if there is some sort of question that arises, or maybe you go back and you watch the relationship series and you feel like you have more questions or a certain thing that was talked about that you'd love to us to like dive into more, definitely reach out on our website, DM us on social media um, and let us know because we'd love to answer any more questions 
that you might have about relationships. Maybe you weren't at that men's and women's night and you have some more questions. Um, yeah, shoot us a DM, let us know, and maybe we can talk about it. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, for all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can find us at... Follow us on Instagram at, at Red Rocks YA or visit our website, redrocksya.com to keep up with all of our podcast messages and any events or things we might have going on on Thursdays in Denver. Yeah, and if you're in the local area, Thursday night, 7 o'clock at our Lakewood campus, Ayo. which is 5810 West Alameda Avenue. There we go. 7 p.m. at night. We are in a pre-Easter service kind of yes. leading up to moments and thoughts before the resurrection. And so uh, really cool. We're going to be talking about hope this Thursday, love next Thursday. Milana talked about faith and faithfulness last week. So it'll be up on our YouTube if you want to catch up and join us there. But invite a friend, come and hang out, and also come to Easter at Red Rocks yes. Church. And if you are a young adult in the area, Come four to Lakewood on Saturday, the yes. four and the six. We'll be there and we'd love to see you. So sounds good. I think that's it for this week. Uh, we will see you again soon. All righty. Bye, guys. Peace out.